like Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. Watching Cheech and Chong. Hey, you want to get high? This is Luke and Lewis, Triple M Modern Digital. Welcome to the show, everybody. How are you going, Luke? Very well. It's Friday. Yes. Got through our first week. Oh, yeah. It is our first it's week. First I forgot about that. Yeah. Final show of the week. Well done, everybody. Strap it in for the weekend. Yes, yeah, so yeah. and we've, uh, we've got a big show planned. Very what do big we have show. Up, oh, Luke? last night on The Bachelorette, a of scandal course. rocked the country. Everyone would have heard about it. <laughs> the pot plant mystery. We're going to get into that very soon. Yes, I'm very uh, excited to hear about this because I did not watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So. Absolutely. This show is actually full of scandals. Uh, we're also going to be taking a look at uh, wineries are apparently becoming too masculine. They've got a, a toxic mach- macho culture, which uh, is quite surprising. Didn't know about that, Luke. Yeah, and I also had a very interesting trip into work today. Look at us, just shock jocks coming out of the blocks <laughs> early on a Friday. This is really lowbrow stuff, yeah. guys. It's, uh, it's Loose Friday. Luke's talking about coming into work. We'll be right back after this. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, you had uh, an interesting day on the way to work today. It was interesting. Yes. Um, so I will inform you all about it. I won't just tease you and then go, all right, let's go back to a song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is this warrants the use of the word inform. Mm. Like, so, okay, to inform on, me. On the train, yes. and uh, I saw a guy with a fishing rod. Not that ridiculous. <laughs> just a guy it? going for a fish. No, no, this isn't the interesting part. Oh, okay. It gets That's more interesting. That would be yeah. a terrible radio segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what happened next? And then I saw another guy with a fishing rod. Two separate guys with fishing rods. Again, not, not, not alarming. That weird. Didn't think anything of it. Then I got on my tram, and there was four other people with fishing rods individually, like not congregating together, but clearly heading oh, to so the same place. So they weren't plane. friends. So you've seen like six people. So far, six individual people with separate fishing rods on themselves just, and they got like bait, and you know, they've got tackle, they've got the whole oh, thing. Oh, so they would stink up the train. Well, yeah, I, I thought eating tuna on the train was yeah. worse, but carrying like <laughs> carrying, dead shrimp yeah. to attract fish—that's bad. Yeah, they yeah. they smell like dead fish instead of well, all fishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then so I got off the train. I was, and this is when alarm bells started ringing. I was yeah. like, this is now six people I've mm. seen with fishing rods, and I didn't have a fishing rod on me at the time. So you were feeling I was very self-conscious. I was rodless, and I was like, I'm on a tram no, without rod a boy. rod. Yeah. Look at this guy. He doesn't have a rod. Yeah. What a loser. <laughs> I started go, like panicking, going, perhaps I should have bought my fishing rod to work today. And then between the tram, the walk from the tram to the building, mm. it's only about a 300-meter walk, I saw two other people separately with fishing rods. So that's about now, 10 people. Well, yeah. So is, was there a statewide fishing event happening today that I didn't get invited to? Well, that's weird because even if there was a fishing event, like they're in the city. That is so far oh, yeah. out of a fisherman's natural we're habitat. We're not near. Yeah, we're not near <laughs> a beach at all. So I don't know what they're fishing for. Yeah, like, even if there was an event. They're going like, out of the deli you... at Coles and just trying to reel one in <laughs> off the shelf. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But uh, have you ever seen people like it's I, What amazes me is just seeing yeah. people outside their natural habitat. Like, have yeah. you ever seen people outside their natural habitat? Because you never habitat? see a fisherman normally on the train. You expect no. to see them at the beach yeah. or, you know, somewhere where you would fish. But yeah. I had one actually uh, yesterday on the way home from work. I actually saw um, my local comic book uh, store owner on the way home. I don't even know my local comic book <laughs> store owner. Actually, I don't even know my local comic book store. <laughs> 
I feel sorry for you, man. It's a great privilege. But that was really weird because I saw him wasn't surrounded by comic books. It didn't smell like virginity at all. Like it smelled like a normal train. It was strange. And what and what was what was hilarious is because he saw me, and for him, I was also out of my natural habitat, which is his store. So he walked on the train and was like, "Oh, there's that regular customer. This is two this guys." Is like in a social setting who don't know how to speak to other people yeah. trying to interact and, yeah, and, and what happened I saw him decide should I say hello he comes here spends a lot of money there come in every week for the past like four years and I saw him decide nah yeah. <laughs> he went oh he's not an action figurine I don't know what to say <laughs> yeah so he just gets on the train and he sits down away from me not only away from me but also facing the other direction yeah and I just felt really cut so uh, he was out of his natural habitat. Yeah, <laughs> and then well, it, even better if he was with friends. That would yeah. have been very foreign to yeah, him. So he, yeah, so he actually was with friends. Oh, yeah, so. that is way out of his natural <laughs> habitat. <laughs> <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, have you ever entered the lottery? No, never will. You never will? I'm opposed to that sort of, yeah, putting myself against those kind of odds. I'm oh, not, okay. Yeah, I'm not a gambling man. Um, yeah. I'll go, I was like occasionally a bit of fun. I've put stuff on red or black 50 50. I, I have done that a few yeah. times before. I don't but, mind 50 50. 50 50 is good odds. Yeah. Yeah. Considering that's, that's almost fair. That is fair. That's as fair as you can get, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done I've done uh that. You know what? I went I went to Crown Casino once and I was like, "Oh, I'll put a bit of money on this is when I was 18 and I left $50 up and I never went back." You're still and ahead. I'm, yeah, I'm always <laughs> hanging that over Crown. Yeah, I'm every- like, "I beat you, Crown, and yeah. I'm never going to go again because I know that I'll end up under." Oh, of course. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, did you know that like you're more likely I just looked up the odds in that song of uh winning the lottery. I love hearing these. Yeah. You're more likely to just do pretty much anything else than win the lottery, <laughs> like becoming an astronaut, Olympic gold medal, pro athlete. But are those... You're on your way to becoming a pro athlete. Yes, but... I am. By the end of the month, I mean, oh, I should be training to win the lottery but you know what else? beating you in a race. Yeah. <laughs> Same you know what? You're more likely to just date a millionaire. The odds are actually pretty good. One in every 215 people date a millionaire. Really? Yeah. And it's oh. like one in every so million winning the lottery. Why, yeah. why are you entering that? Just get out of the dating scene. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Jump on Tinder and yeah. Bumble. No, Who I needs the lotto? I don't think those guys are on Tinder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they're on EliteSingles.com. Yeah. They're, on, they're on Tinder. Uh, yeah. That was the worst That joke. was a good joke. That was... <laughs> I uh, actually entered the lotto uh, recently, the other week. I think the jackpot was about $20 million. I do it every now and then, not all the time, but I thought, ah, it's a little bit of fun. Um, So I entered, of course, didn't win. um, What a surprise. Yeah, I know. Very surprising. But I found how I found out that I didn't win was I took, I don't like doing it online. I like taking the ticket in and then scanning it because you get a little bit excited, even though you're not going to win. You go, ooh, what if I do? Yeah, but then they can get like the security camera footage on a current affair of you winning $20 million or something. Is that why you do it? No, I, uh, I just want. I just want. I just like the idea. Of if I won like fifteen dollars, I could be like, yes, fifteen bucks, and you can walk home proud of yourself. Yeah, and the guy can give me a handshake. Like, Congratulations, mate! Just barely broke even today. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but what happened uh, when I gave the guy my ticket? He scans it and uh, he looks at result. And instead of saying, "Oh, sorry, you didn't win. Better luck next time," he looks at me and he goes, "Ooh, back to work." <laughs> 
and that's all that he said. And I thought it was the rudest thing. Rubbing it in. Mate, you work at the Tats Lotto. What are you doing? You work at the newsagent. It's like, I like my job. You work in a newsagent. Don't make fun of me. What if if I worked in a call center or something? That just, I I would have cried. I'd be like, I do have to go to work. (laughs) But you know what? It got me thinking like what I would do if I won a million dollars. And what's really boring to me is like the house and the car thing, you know, setting your life up. That's not interesting. What I want to hear is what you would do uh, after you have the house and you have the car. Yeah, once you bought all the basic rich people things, what yeah. do you do with the excess so money? So if you won $20 million yeah. and you set your life up, what would you do with the other 15? So give us a call on one three hundred one six one double o six. 161 006 After you've set up your life, what do you do with the rest of the money? That's uh, 1-300-161-006. Give us a call and we'll speak to you after the week. What would you do after you've set up your life with all of the money? Give us a call. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M One Digital. What would you do with a million dollars after you've bought the house, after you've bought the car? What's the ridiculous thing that you would do? Luke, do you have any? No. No. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> I'd probably just buy like a Lynx Africa gift pack and be like, what a great year. <laughs> All right, then. Well, we'll get to someone who's hopefully a little bit more interesting than that. Uh, <laughs> Angus, what would you buy with a million dollars? I would become the world's laziest man with a million dollars. Yeah? And what would you do with the money? Well, after I buy the house and my housemates move in with me, I would yeah. just pay them to do the most mundane tasks ever. Oh, that's a so, great idea. You know, I'm sitting on the couch, the TV remote's a bit far away pay him $5 to pick it up and bring it to me. (laughs) You know, don't want to get up and turn the light off, pay him $5 to come in and turn the light off for me. And just keep going on like that. That's a great idea, I would man. love to be housemates with you. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I would rather pay rent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks very much, Angus. All right, Mia, what would you do with a million dollars? I would invest in a McDonald's. Oh, very good. That's just a really responsible answer. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to Thank keep you. that money going. <laughs> Is that it? You so, would just invest in a Macca's? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And then I feel like I would get lots more money from that. Yeah, That's, I mean, you probably they're, they're would. They're quite a successful yeah. business. I've and heard of them. I feel as though it would progress into buying all McDonald's. Why okay. McDonald's? How come not KFC? <laughs> um, because they have Ronald McDonald socks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Mia. I don't know what you would what do. What would with you a, do with a million dollars? What would I do? I, I, you know what I would do with a million dollars? This is what I would do. I would, uh, I would buy every single horse in the Melbourne Cup, and then rename each one of them to a different tongue twister. (laughs) Just to mess with the announcer and everybody watching. Like, what would you name the horses? Well, I call one of them Irish wristwatch, Swiss wristwatch, which is like the most impossible thing to say. She sells, she sells by the seashore going down the street. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do that one. (laughs) Michael, turn your mic on. Can you just try and say Irish wristwatch, Swiss wristwatch? Irish wish watch. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God you're not announcing the next Melbourne Cup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Luke Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. We'll be right back. Luke, I understand that you have been living home alone without your parents for how long? Uh, about four days now. And, um, you know, Ooh. I'm slowly getting through it. No, they're actually back now. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's been a rough week. Uh, this first week, first full-time job and living alone. Well, you're uh, growing up. Look I'm at me proud go. of you, mate. Thank you, mate. You're like a, <laughs> I'm like a butterfly leaving 
the nest? No, because no, you cocoons. still live at home. You still live at home. You're and, still in the cocoon. And butterflies don't have nests. So <laughs> many things wrong with that. But um, yeah, like it was a big week. Like, I mean, by day three, I was just mm. like in a ghillie suit and binoculars scouting out local pizza shops, just trying to get food for the week. You know? Trying to recreate. Yeah, I had my brother classics. there with me. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you, were, you were there with your brother as well. How's yeah. he traveling? He's uh, probably traveling a bit better than me with the whole situation. Yeah. Being there, he's a bit more independent, two so years older. It's kind of like a, it sounds like a survival situation. It going is. On. All your survival instincts kick in as soon as uh, mum and dad leave the house. It's like, all right, well, we need, we've got five days here. We ration the food. We're like, <laughs> oh, I have one piece of toast this morning. Well, it's like, oh, you could go buy some. Nah, let's just ration it. <laughs> no, nah, that's mum's job. We'll wait till she gets yeah. back. She can do the groceries. Yeah, that was a big pile of washing. Sorry, mum. Yeah, so I actually, I had to think about this and uh, there's, there's is a theory of it's called Maslow's theory of need and it's like five different stages it's a pyramid of things from the bottom to the top of what you need the most to survive and then as you get higher to the top it's just comforts the things that make you happy it's like a hierarchy of what's important in life yeah, yeah. so I thought I would go through that hierarchy with you and see if you managed to nail any of these while your parents were away I bet you I've got none of them <laughs> <laughs> so the first most important need obviously is physiological needs now I will explain that because it is quite a big word uh, to me <laughs> not to the listeners <laughs> uh, so food water and uh, air as well did you have much air in the house yeah we opened a window like once or twice there yeah. was oxygen coming in carbon dioxide coming out was, <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's great. So, and um, food and, and water? shelter. Oh, not a lot of food. Again, lots yeah. of takeaway food. Yeah. I would say food, but not nutritious food. And yeah. we had shelter because mum and dad bought the house about 20 years ago. So they provided that. Yeah. So you kind of got there. And, and, this, and then the second uh, most important thing is safety needs. So things like personal security. Uh, do you have any of that? Do you feel in danger? We don't have a dog. We have a beware of the dog sign still up, but we don't have a dog. So. Did you ever have a dog? Yeah. It's still up there from then. Um, but we just <laughs> That's kept, a bit depressing. We, no, we. <laughs> We just kept it there because it's like, ooh, they might have a dog. Let's not go in there. It's actually a great idea to any, any people allergic to dogs out there. Just get a sign. You don't need a dog. Um, what about financial security? Uh, no, I've never had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you've just got this job. Yeah, again. <laughs> it is on AAA Modern Digital, yeah. though. Not a very big budget. And uh, health and well-being. Do you feel healthy? You're not sick at all? Um, no, I'm, I'm fine. I now didn't the, go to the doctors or anything. The next one is social belonging. Your friends. You got any friends? Uh, no. Well, uh, <laughs> I've been hanging out too much at my local comic book store. <laughs> and, and what about the final one? Uh, esteem. Just your self-esteem. How do you feel about yourself? Feel good? All right. Was this segment supposed to make me feel really bad about myself? Because <laughs> well, it has. <laughs> he doesn't have the last one because his girlfriend keeps calling him chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Luca Lewis for lunch on Triple M1 and Digital. Luke, what do you think of when you hear about wineries? Like, what does a winery bring to mind? Class, uh, mm. elegance maybe, but rich people. It's yeah. quite a feminine industry. I suppose really. so, because, yeah, like, like I would think it's, it's quite a, a, a feminine thing because often women will go on wine tasting to a yeah, girls. Yeah, I think of vineyards and nice flowing plains and it's a very uh, upmarket, high-tier uh, industry. Yeah, older people, like, like my grandparents, both of them, grandma and grandpa, they love yeah. wineries, they're way into the wine culture and all of yeah. that stuff. Like, for example, you'll never see me at a vineyard. Like, <laughs> it's everything I'm not. It's like completely yeah. the opposite to me. Yeah. Well, I actually read a headline that really did surprise me, and the headline was, macho culture is driving women away from the wine industry. See, that's surprising. Yeah. 
Because macho culture, like you would think VB, the brewery, how, or however you say that word. The brewery, The yeah. brewery would have a really macho culture, like the boys and footy and fighting and burnouts. But winery just seems to me to be class. Yeah, like they're squeezing a couple of grapes. Oh, try this one. Oh, and then they sip it. Like you, yeah, it's like a scull- very cultured you thing. You a beer, you sip wine. Exactly. Oh. I, 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 was, I was reading this article, and it was actually the Wine Australia chairman... Which, well, there's your problem, chairman. It should have been the chairwoman. The chairman said that most women wanting to study wine production left the business within a decade because of this toxic macho culture, which is really interesting. And he said it's making us a less, a less robust wine and grape community. Didn't know there was a grape community. And I also didn't know there was a robust grape community. How can you be remotely robust about a grape? <laughs> I oh, thought, that's a pretty manly grape, mate. <laughs> well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the the macho culture. But yeah, I just don't really understand why it, how, or how you can fit macho and grapes together. It doesn't really make sense to me. No, I mean, well, actually, I before the show, I actually found an ad of one of these masculine. It was a, it was a wine ad for a winery. I didn't know wineries released no, ads. And they actually, I found a really masculine winery ad. And uh, and you've got a point. I think they're way too manly. Let's have a listen to it now. Welcome to Oakthorne Estate. We've got the best damn grapes in the Yarra Valley region. But before we get to picking, Damo's going to show us one of his famous burnouts. Rip it, Damo! Woo! Next, we've got to extract the juice out of these grapes. Some wineries use machines, not us. We punch them. Take that, you little grape! Next, we have to store the juice. But instead of a barrel, we put it in Daryl. Yeah, give me the juice, boys. <laughs> And instead of bottling the wine, we chuck it in a tinny. In the meantime, Damo's going to do another burnout. Rip it again, Damo! Never gets old. Oakthorne Estate. Take that, you little grape. Just like Ren and Stimpy. Stimpy. Watching Cheech and Chong. Hey, you want to get high? This is Luke and Lewis, Triple M Modern Digital. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Another classic Cheech and Chong reference. Very topical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lewis. Yes? I'll ask you, what do you reckon the ideal guy is? The ideal male? The ideal man is, to me, someone who is a strong person. They know what they want. They provide for their family. Uh, maybe a little bit of a bad boy. Yeah, would you say like, a, you know, girls like a bit of a bad boy, but at the someone same they time, can tame. Yeah, a bad yeah. boy, but they have to be able to introduce them to their parents. Yeah, Kinda that's like the someone ideal. Who's a bit yeah. of both worlds. Well, in America, uh, there a story came out that says I reckon the ideal. I've got a story about the ideal man. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, he, Are I, you trying to set me and him up, or um, if you want me to? Oh, okay. Hear the story out, and then you decide. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know if you should give yeah. him my number or a fake one after yeah. this. All I right. don't know the ideal guy, but I'll do my best to get a hold of him. Let's um, get it. So in America, a burglar made a clean getaway from a U.S. restaurant straight away. You know, a burglar. Not sure if that's the ideal man but, for me. No, but I don't condone that. But uh, after emptying the cash register, so so he stole mm. a lot of money. Yeah, he cooked a meal. He cooked himself a meal and then washed his own dishes afterwards and oh. cleaned the bench up after himself. What a gentleman! That's uh, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually leaning towards uh, swiping yeah, like, oh, right burglar. here. Oh no, that's a bit dishonest. <laughs> Wait, you're leading towards what? Swiping right. Oh. <laughs> 
Wait, so so he robbed a restaurant. Well, what's a meal? Like, what did he? He cook? cooked himself uh, beans, chicken, and shrimp. So quite a complicated that's, dish. Yeah, that's a full on no, meal. He that's didn't just three like fry up some wedges on the quick on the fryer. No, he probably stayed there for about forty five minutes. And all this was caught on the security camera footage. So they've gone. Oh no, we've got a break in. We have to watch the security footage. Yeah, they've gone. And why he was heating up the pot? He broke into the cash register. Very dishonest. But so, yeah, he did this at the same time as cooking, so you can multitask as yeah, well. I'm really liking the this manager. Guy. Just said that after he broke into the register, stole the money, he still put a dollar in the tip jar. <laughs> well, he was just trying to tip himself for his excellent cooking. I mean, yeah. he was the only one working that night. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you reckon he took the tip? He probably, I earned this. <laughs> yeah, he would have he taken it on the way out, depending on how his meal went. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know what, to me, that's just a, an economical thief. Like, he's multitasking, he's, yeah. liking, he's thinking, because really... Because we why? don't condone thievery on this show. No. But, but if, if you're you... being efficient about it, we'll look at it and applaud the second half. Because <laughs> <laughs> really, why would you steal money and then spend it? You might as well steal money and then also... Buy, and also cook yourself the food. Steal some money, steal some food. Like if you yeah. were robbing a laundromat. He could have probably bought food on the way home with the money you stole, but I like yeah, the creativity. That's just a waste, and right. you wouldn't get a custom order. Like yeah. if you're robbing a laundromat, you know, you might as well take a load of washing there with you as well. <laughs> just, yeah. And put their 25 cents into the machine. Yeah, even be nice. Just <laughs> And, uh, you know, I've actually, uh, it's like a polite thief, really, is what I've heard about mm. is a few times. Like I heard about a guy who robbed a bank. This is my favorite story. He robbed a bank. He took a gun to a bank. He held them up and he asked them for $1. Just $1, and then he was really polite about it. He was just an old guy, 65, robs a bank, asks for $1. He gets the dollar, and he goes, thank you very much. He gives them the gun and sits down in the lobby, waits for the police to come. And the reason he did that was he wanted to go to jail because they have free dental in jail. And he had a really sore mouth. I don't know if that says more about the guy or the American health, like, health system. Well, that That's really, terrible. Oh, yeah. If you get better health systems in, in jail, jail than you do outside, you need to fix how something. How polite, though. Oh, absolutely. Incredibly like, economical. How, how would that situation have gone down? Like, he would have been like, uh, put out the gun and been like, I cordially invite you to accept this invitation for me to rob you. Imagine and- if the guy getting robbed was really polite, too. So he'd be like, oh... Very nice to meet you, sir. Yeah. I would love to get robbed today. Yeah. Here, here you go. Have your $1. Yeah. And, and enjoy your dental care. <laughs> <laughs> Luca Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. I've been waiting for this segment with uh, incredible excitement. And lots of anticipation in the studio. Yes, uh, it's a big day for you. Because last night, there was a scandal that rocked the country. Yes. It was who... It, so, so what happened, right? It was on The Bachelorette. One of my oh. favourite shows. I oh, never on TV. mind everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite shows yes. on TV. And uh, there's a guy on it called uh, Jared. He's on mm-hmm. the show, and he's quite a not a popular contestant, but he's good value. Uh, he's yeah. one of the keenest men alive. You love to hate him. Yeah, well, people. If you don't watch the show, he is gives off strong stalker vibes. He's a bit of a clinger. But um, oh, okay. good luck to him. He just, you always need one of them hey, in every dating Sophie show. Sophie Monk's lovely. What's not to like? But he's just taking that to new extensions, like eating cereal outside her window at night. Yeah, you can you can admire someone without admiring them from you know afar a bush. in a bush <laughs> with binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, what's what's this guy done? So what's happening? as an attempt to woo her, uh, I think there was some kind of love analogy. It was he got her. He got them both matching pot plants, just a cute little plant, and he he said, "Let's spread the seed of love." 
and already uh, they, weird. Yeah, and they grew, and so so he gave her some seeds. They sprinkled in together, and she's like, in they're like, oh, okay. Across the course of the show, we're gonna grow these pot plants together and see who's gross. That he's trying to establish some yeah. sort of weird analogy with her. It just came off as creepy. Yeah, that's strange. That's like, hey, th- this will be fun. If yeah. you let this die, my feelings will be hurt. Yeah. So what, what happened, a great though, time. It happened in the opposite direction. So Sophie's plant started growing, uh, and Sophie kind of updated, but she's like, hey, loving my new plant. She's trying to be nice. Loving my she's new plant. She's killing it. And no, she, uh, her one was going great. And then he, she's like, how's your plant going? And uh, Jared had to unfortunately report that his pot plant was not growing, and he believes it was sabotage. Now, this is a grown what man. What a scandal. We have some audio uh, coming up, and what you're about to hear is a grown man getting physically upset <laughs> about his pot plant. Oh. I have no idea what's going on with my pot plant. We did exactly the same <laughs> things, and I knew it shouldn't have taken so long, and I should have something coming out of my pot plant. I think the boys have done something to mine. Really? That's where <laughs> okay. I'm actually going to have to get down and figure that out. So he's told Sophie that he believes his pot plant has been sabotaged by one of the other guys in the house. I love that he says, I'm going to have to get to the bottom of yeah. this like he's a detective. Yeah. He's a pot plant, man. Get over it. Uh, no one else is looking into that, just him. He's how, the only one on that case. How many guys are in this house? There's about 10 guys left. Yeah, so absolutely someone has wrecked his pot yeah, plant for a while. and then he actually confronts the guys <laughs> about the issue. I have one question to ask. Did anyone... Annihilate my plant. <laughs> Did anyone take the seeds out? Did anyone rough the shit up? Did anyone mess with what I was trying to do? What sabotage do you think there was, Joe? Well, people could have pissed in the pot while I was outside. Can you smell urine on the plant? I'm not going to try and taste There's the no soil. Plant. It looks dead. It, it, correct. Thank you. And that's the soil issue. looks dry. Did, no, did, did you see? It actually, it's wet. Could be pissed, Joe. Don't put your hand on it. <laughs> I think someone's 100 percent peed in his pot. Plant. <laughs> There's a sentence I never thought I'd say. I think someone has paid in his pot plant. Every single guy is messing with him. They all think it's hilarious. And they all know who peed in the pot plant. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was lots of speculation with they think someone's done a wee in the plant <laughs> to kill it. Um, whether I have it or have not, the fact that they've got Jared. By the way, I'll show you a photo from the show last night. What you're looking at here is a grown man sniffing his fingers <laughs> to test if there's pee in the pot plant. That's ridiculous. Who cares that much? Hang on. Wouldn't pee help the in that, plant? In that uh, break there, someone said, oh, there might be urine in there. And he said, I'm not going to taste it. Mate, no one asked you to taste yeah, it. that's just unnecessary. You don't need to taste it. I, I just love that... It definitely seems like they all know who did it, and yeah. he, and he's the only one who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, what a good prank. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, you know what? I've I've uh, I love a good prank. So let us know. Give us a call on one three hundred one six one double six. When's the what's the best prank you've pulled on one of your friends or even someone obviously that you haven't liked? Yeah, have um, you sabotaged? Uh, you know, anything else or someone? Just tell us your best pranks on one three hundred one six one double six. We want to hear. Your I've best got a pranks. great one. I've got a couple actually that I'll tell after the break, okay. but we want to hear yours first. So give us a call on one three hundred one six one double six. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. We'll talk to you soon. Just before the break, we asked you to call us with your best prank stories, and uh, do you know what happened, Luke? Yes, we, I'm here with you. <laughs> we got zero calls. <laughs> so the listeners have pulled the ultimate prank, which is let's stop listening to the show. <laughs> Something clearly better has come up. It's 1.30 on a Friday. I don't know. People have started knocking off work early. 
I to be what... honest, pretty good prank, yeah. right? Because now we have nothing planned for We really for this asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's right, because uh, I've got a few pranks that I can talk about. I've got, uh, I've got a couple of bangers that happened to uh, while I was in high school. Now, the first one uh, you, we were talking about before, the bachelorette, someone weed in another bachelor's uh, A real classic. Plan, and, is... and people in the show were you're saying, oh, that's not very... Uh, you know, that's not a man thing to do. That's a bit childish. No, nah, that's a grown man's prank. That oh, is absolutely. That's the classiest prank, yeah. But I wouldn't have the guts to do that as a kid. I've got something even classier because it requires a lot of forethought. And I might be explaining this in depth, but uh, you could also call that padding because nobody <laughs> called. But uh, I would dispute that. This warrants this explanation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what happened? Uh, I, I haven't done this one, but I've heard about it. It's a great prank idea. So, uh, it requires you to be in uh, in a cabin, maybe on school camp. What you do is uh, you get a plate and you wee on the plate so that there's a lot of liquid. And then what you do is you put that plate in the freezer and you freeze the wee. Then you take the frozen wee off the plate. So, you've got a frozen wee disc. You slide it under someone's door and you leave it there. And it melts. <laughs> and the next morning they wake up and there's a big puddle of wee <laughs> on the floor that has no explanation. How would this get here? That's one of the most creative urine-based pranks I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. I have another frozen one, though. We've got a frozen What's theme. What's with you and freezing things as a joke? I was just really inspired you by You know, this- we'll get him, put it in the fridge. <laughs> I was just really inspired by the Disney movie Frozen. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this one, this one is, is something that I actually did to a friend. I'm pretty sure I invented this prank. I, I hadn't heard of it. It's pretty creative. What I did to a friend while we were on school camp is uh, we were all in the same bunks, and for some reason we had a freezer in the cabin, which is a big mistake because why do you need a freezer if you're only there for a couple of days? So I decided, well, I might as well mess with my friend. I got all of his underwear out from his bag, and then I ran it under the tap so it was really wet. Then I put all of that underwear in the freezer so that it froze solid. Then the next morning he woke up and he goes, where's all my undies? Check the freezer, mate. (laughs) You're just a mean-spirited person with a really weird... Uh, just uh, you have a strong taste for frozen-based pranks. Call me Doctor Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, have you heard about uh, Google's new phone? No, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody has. Uh, Do, oh, Google make phones. I knew that. Yeah, could yeah. you take a guess at what they've called it? Uh the Google phone. Not the most creative guess, but it's strong, and I think I'm on the money. <laughs> it's close. There is. It's it's called the Google Pixel. Oh, yeah, I yeah. knew that phone. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of that. So, recently, uh, they came out... Wait, they came is the with... whole phone just one pixel and you can't really see anything else? <laughs> yeah, it only exists on a computer screens. Yeah. Um, no, the Google Pixel, the first one came out, I think, a couple years ago, but they just came out with the uh, the second one. What do you think that one's called? The Google Pixel 2.0. Literally, that's exactly what it's is called. It actually called <laughs> he's got it! He's got it! <laughs> So the, they announced the, uh, the the Google Pixel two, um, and during the presentation, this Google CEO came on stage to announce the phone, and he said, "This is a quote." Uh, he said, "While we while we are launching the Pixel two, I want to say that smartphone developments are leveling out, meaning the smartphone can't really get any better than it is." Which They've peaked. 
is a cop-out. You can't say that just before you reveal what you've done. That just means you couldn't improve it. That's, that's, no, that's, like, no, that's him getting out there, not being confident in his new phone and going, let's just lower their expectations You here. can't do that. It's, an imp- it's, a, it's yes, that's the can. exact opposite of what a presentation I is. Co- oh, mate, through high school, I went out there and went, uh, some people <laughs> really researched bicycles and their effect on you know global yeah. uh, on on greenhouse emissions. I, on the other hand, took a different approach. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present this to you: an unresearched opinion, and then I would just go on from there. But instantly, people are going, "Oh, this is going to suck." And then if I pulled through a seven out of ten speech, yeah. Very but well the done, thing Luke. is, though, you're in school. Nobody really wants to hear your speech. Everybody who goes to a presentation to I know, see the you, new mate, phone, I'm quite an emo- uh, I'm quite an emotive public speaker. So speak for <laughs> yourself. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I, I'm just saying that when you go to one of these technology conferences, you want to be excited. So you can't just walk up with a thing that you've just invented and be like, yeah. "Hey, guys." I know you're really excited about this thing, but I just wanted to let you know that you know it's probably not going to be very good. So anyway, here it is, Google Pixel 2. Yeah. You can't, and how do no, people no react? Buy it. Well, what, it, what he said next was he said that um, artificial intelligence is next. He said basically that smartphones are pretty much as good as they're ever going to get. Artificial intelligence what is next. What do you mean by artificial intelligence? Like intelligence that isn't real. What? Mate, if you had a bit of organic intelligence, <laughs> you would know what that is. <laughs> artificial intelligence. I know what artificial means. It means Artifi- it's produced oh by a human or a machine. That You think artificial means it's produced <laughs> by a human. Produced by human beings rather than occurring naturally. Did you Google this through the song yep. break? Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. No, <laughs> artificial intelligence is like a computer thinking. So, but, but without human input. So it's like basically building a brain that can think for itself that, or uh, otherwise known as the prequel to Terminator. Yeah. That's, that's how the apocalypse comes about. I don't think we need artificial intelligence. And they think artificial intelligence is taking over. No, they think that's what's going to happen next. So they're going to stop worrying about phones and start mm. working on creating alien brains. Like, so, like, like I we'll don't just see have the little, link there. Little, well, yeah, we'll just have little little aliens in our pockets instead of phones. Just... <laughs> so it's incredibly unnecessary. That's all. Oh, really? Think. Yeah, I just don't think that we need that. Like, really, how much smarter do you think technology needs to be? Because the next step is thinking for itself. Do what? What do we need that for? We we don't. Exactly, but they're trying to build Well, it. I clearly need it. <laughs> hey, mate, Google artificial. <laughs> <laughs> Luca Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. This about wraps up our very first week of radio. Yeah, Friday, big week. It's the last show. How did you feel about how we went on the week? Oh, good. I'm still feeling confident about the run. So many things happened that I'm just, yeah, feeling confident about everything. Good shows and uh, good eating from me. I'm really... Really fulfilling my part of the uh, running bet, uh, living a very sedentary lifestyle this week. Not that I've changed my habits no, at all. It's very easy for you. Yeah, yeah. you have. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. I have to start a five day a week training regime. I'm, no, I'm half dead. Give me some credit. I've been eating probably a lot more. Okay, I didn't show this, but I've actually got a uh, Subway loyalty card from <laughs> <laughs> from the uh, from the Subway down the road. And I've wait, got... didn't you have Subway for the first time yesterday? Yeah, and I've already got a loyalty card. Regular, see, and I'm gonna <laughs> definitely um, try and cement my place as a regular at all the local food chains around the area. Well, and I'm that's, glad you're taking this seriously. I am then. taking this very seriously. Hashtag Team Chubby for the win. Uh, it's already going big on Twitter. You um, know what? I don't have a team name. Maybe that's something that you guys should come up with over the weekend. A team name for me in mm. this race, and then team I'll... give up. <laughs> 
we're, no, we're, we're outlining that. That's uh, We want uh, you guys to come up with the team name. But yeah, I, I feel pretty good about the week. Thanks to everyone who's yeah. been listening and calling. It's been a lot of fun. And in the theme of padding uh, <laughs> to the end, we would officially like to announce that our... Uh, we would officially like to announce announcement. an announcement. Yes. So on Monday, we're going to announce... Uh, that no, we, today we're announcing the fact that we're on Monday. We're going to be announcing how long the run is going to be and where the run will be, or what kind of run, what kind yeah. of race it will be. But we're not going to announce that now. That's ridiculous. No, we just made before a big you, announcement today. Just yeah, then that we're going to announce it. Yeah, before you make a big announcement, always announce the fact. That you know, you're going or else to make people an will be like, when are they going to make the announcement? They didn't announce it. No, we just did. So <laughs> now you can follow that on Monday. We'll be back next week. With, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back on Monday from 12 until 2 on Triple M Modern Digital. Also, check us out on the podcast. And we're check also heading to Luna Park over the weekend to get oh, you on a ride. Yeah. You excited about that? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. I'm right. Large fairy floss coming your way. All right, guys. We'll see you on Monday. That was Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. See you next week. <laughs>